1: Oh, hey. Oh, my gosh. Hello. I don't know if you remember us from before. I don't even remember you. Who the hell is this?
5: (laughs) Well, I'm
1: Jenny Owen Youngs. (laughs) Uh, I'm
5: Kristen Russo,
4: (laughs)
1: in case you forgot who I am. And we've been gone for like 100 years. And we're back. Less gone and more just like
5: stirring other
1: soup pots momentarily. Uh, Yes, soup pots that we will tell you about very soon, as a matter of fact.
5: But first, we must say some things like thanks for an incredible live show at World Cafe Live, World Cafe Live and people of the greater
1: Philadelphia area. (laughs) The show, if you missed it, was on Friday the 13th under the light of a full fucking moon. Very spooky. Mm -hmm. Uh, We
5: were blessed in a surprise fashion with a totally on theme menu including such culinary delights as the less confusing waffles once more with chicken and we attack the mayor with hummus so
1: good it's so good
5: and we also want to thank the incredible folks from amalgam comics and coffee house who came and tabled
1: at the show with their incredible selection of hot,
5: hot comics.
1: Yes, if you live in Philadelphia or near Philadelphia or find yourself in Philadelphia, stop by Amalgam. Uh, they rule. And as a matter of fact, Jenny, we left them with two signed posters in their oh store. My God. And oh my God. so if you go into Amalgam, if you're one of the first two people to get to Amalgam and you say, Mom, you'll get one of those posters.
5: Yeah, so definitely go in there and say, Mom. As hard as you can and <laughs> snag a poster if they if they are still in the house. And also, we want to thank our incredible, uh, glorious special guests, Ian Carlos Crawford of Slayer Fest 98 and Joanna Robinson of Vanity Fair and A Cast of Kings and The Storm and <laughs> a million other things And also, oh, a little podcast we'll talk about in a second called
1: The Boiler Room. Ooh, wonder what that is.
5: And we want to thank, as always, uh, our queen and yours, Kate Leth, (laughs) who made us an incredible video fashion watch uh, (laughs) that you will be able to watch soon and it will kill you. Kristen, where can they watch that?
1: Well, you can watch that over on our Patreon page. It's not behind any paywalls of any kind. If you just go to patreon.com slash bufferingcast or go to our website, bufferingthevampireslayer.com, and click on Patreon, it'll be um, up there, one of the top posts if you're listening to this in real time. And Kate, you really want to watch the video. Like We've put some of the audio from the video in this episode, so you'll hear it, but it's really a visual experience, wouldn't you say? It
5: truly is, yeah a multimedia extravaganza.
1: (laughs) We are doing our next live show. Fucking get this, guys. San Francisco at the Brava Theater. It's our first time in the Bay Area. We're going to be taping Fool for Love, which is an episode, to say the least, on December 6th. Uh, Our patrons got first crack at a selection of those tickets. uh, But the public tickets for this event go on sale today, September 18th. 1 p.m. Eastern. The ticketing link will go up on the website, bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just click on events. You'll see the event there. The link will be there. Also, our social media, we will share that link the minute it goes live. We don't know what's going to happen, but if we look to our history to inform this, uh, you want to grab those tickets pretty much when they go up because we don't know how quickly they're going to go.
5: Yes, yes, Please join us in the haunted city of San Francisco for <laughs> magical live taping. If you know what's good for you. Uh, there'll be lots yeah. of yelling as you'll be able to suss out what that'll be like yes. when you listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to be so fun. We're doing so many live events. This I know. Is, uh, we are. What a time to
1: be alive. It's al- alive. <laughs> 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 Um, Jenny, what's been going on with you over this, uh, four month hiatus? What have you been working on? Oh my gosh. I'm so
5: glad that you asked. I've been working on a ton of stuff and two things of that ton I can say is that I've been releasing new music, new Jenny Owen Young's music that I'm really, really, really excited about. I have a couple songs out, uh, right now that you can hear Vampire Weeknight and Living Room. And there's going to be more on the way, and and the vinyl and CD pre-order is live on my website, JennyOandYoungs.com, and you can hear those two songs that are out on iTunes and Spotify and Apple Music and Bandcamp. Wherever you get digital music, you should be able to find them, and I'm so, so, so excited about those recordings and for people to hear them so check them out please and also wait
1: before you get to your also i just want to say that a of the music is phenomenal of course but i just want to give you a shout jenny because your fucking merch is so great um and i want to let people know that all of that new merch is in your store which is on hello which means that you can grab uh, our merch and jenny's merch in the same cart which is pretty cool
5: Oh, hell yeah, you can. You can get like a Forever Young's t-shirt mm-hmm. and a Smash the Demon Lizard Patriarchy Hoosie Bobbit uh, and a <laughs> one-tidy one, one tidy shipping price. Um, absolutely. That's all my regular merch is, is on Hello. Um, my It's just the Night Shift EP pre-order store that is separate and is living on my website, yeah. um, which is not under that shipping umbrella, but regardless. Okay, the other thing... The other thing that I've been doing that I can say is I've been making a new podcast with the incredible Helen Zaltzman of The Allusionist and Answer Me This. She is so smart and hilarious and we've been making a podcast called Veronica Mars Investigations (laughs) where we're investigating a television program called Veronica Mars. You've heard of it. (laughs) Yeah, we've got like five episodes out so far and it's really, really fun. And Helen's so great, and we're like having a total blast. So please, please check out that pod wherever you get this pod.
1: Yes, and there's a lot of crossover in Veronica Mars. A lot of Buffy alum are in that show, so it's pretty fun. Oh, uh,
5: to at least eight or nine people, including including the guy who played uh, Balthazar, the hot tub demon. (laughs)
1: Um, I also have a new podcast. Uh, it doesn't have quite as much uh, crossover, though Harmony and Kendra do both make appearances in my so-called life. Uh, I am doing a podcast rewatching all 19 episodes of that show, which is my favorite show of my childhood. It really was the most meaningful thing of my high school years to me. And I'm doing it with Joanna Robinson. And it is so much fun. So you can check us out at The Boiler Room. We're at Boiler Room Cast on all social social media. And we are also just about five episodes in. We're neck and neck with our episodes, Jenny.
5: Oh, my gosh. Race you to the... Well, (laughs) there's a few more episodes of
1: Veronica Mars than there are (laughs) of my single life. I also want to let you know that for the first time ever, I'm bringing my all ages pride party to Atlanta, Georgia. The Tegan and Sarah Foundation has sponsored us. And in New York City, this is our seventh year. We did it in June. It's so much fun. And we are bringing it to the South for the first time. You can find all of those details at allagespride.com or by going to my website, kristinnoline.com. We will be in Atlanta on October 12th. We'll have youth poets. We will have music from B. Steadwell. I will be there hosting alongside Ashanti Lashon who is an amazing human and also uh, a big Buffy fan. So I'm sure we'll get into a little Buffy while we're there too. Uh, And I hope to see any of you who are near to Atlanta there with us on October 12th. It's 2 p.m. And again, you can find all the information at allagespride.com.
5: As someone who has attended and also performed at a number of your All Ages Pride events, I just want to say that they are so special and I love them so much. And everybody should go because you will have so much
1: fun. Aw, thanks, Jenny. (laughs) Um, they are fun. They're very sweet. And one other thing that I worked on over the summer um, with an incredible team of people is an e-care package that I released through the website that I run called MyKidIsGay.com. It's an e-care package for parents and loved ones of trans uh, youth. I say youth, but it's really for, you know, parents of trans people of any age. Um, it's a package that gives them advice and essays, a music playlist that Laura Jane graced curated for us, Gorgeous yeah. imagery. I know. It's it's so special. Um, and it includes some incredible worksheets that I think are critical in having parents explore their own relationship to gender as they understand their kid. Um, and you can find all of that at mykidisgay.com. Uh, it's really a very special package that I'm so proud to have worked on amongst so many incredibly powerful and wonderful people. So you can check that out and send it. Share it uh, far and wide, please, because it's a resource that I think a lot of people need. and. A a lot of those people who need it would not ask for it or look for it. So the more we share mm-hmm. it, the more those people will find it. Whew. Well, Jenny, now that I've said all that, I'm going to anything spooky happened in the last four months. Uh, you know, I'm so glad that you asked. So many things, in fact. I've really opened up a can of the spookiest worms. <laughs> with... <laughs> I love spooky worms. Yes, yeah, oh worms are really Imagine cute. a worm. In a ghost, it's Halloween costume. literally what I imagined, Jenny. Like, as soon Hell as yeah. we said spooky worms, I was like, Oh my god, a tiny sheet! Oh, a tiny Ooh. sheet with two worm eye holes. Hell um, oh yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, without further ado, the season's first, Spookiness. uh, Jenny. I don't, know if, I don't know if you know about um, the patriarchy, but uh, the patriarchy uh, includes such things as, you know, heteronormativity, assuming that all skeletons are straight. But I will tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. And very, uh, <laughs> very recently, um, the, so these two ancient skeletons were discovered in Italy in 2009. They were dubbed the Lovers of Modena, and they have been synonymous with heterosexual romance because their little bony fingers were intertwined when um, um, the skeletons were discovered. And of course, the archaeologists who discovered them were like, look at these lovers, they must be a straight couple. Well, guess what? Guess you what? They finally were able to use the teeth. Teeth are always included in spooky news of these Mm. skeletons to determine that both of these skeletons were men. So we're starting our spooky news off with gay fucking skeletons. You're welcome. Hell yeah.
5: Okay, also, we're about to get into it, but just a couple more things. In case you missed it, our interviews with, oh my god, Seth Green, and oh my goddess, Charisma Carpenter, (laughs) went up this summer, check them
1: out, they're in the feed. Yeah, they were so much fun to talk to, and if you missed them because we were on break, go back and get them. Uh, Mm. Last but not least, we have a new uh, sweatshirt in our store. There's a new design by Christine Tuna uh, who did our logo and who has re-envisioned our logo. It's on the back of this gorgeous zip hoodie in our store now. Also, if you live in the UK or greater Europe, we now have a store in... The UK for you so that you do not have to pay exorbitant shipping fees. There's a limited amount of products, but you can go to our website, bufferingthevampireslayer.com. If you hover on store now, you'll see the main store, which is the US-based store, and you'll see the UK store. So you can go on over there, and you can get cheaper shipping. Congratulations. Hooray! Last thing before we roll into this live episode, we are back today, and that means that Angel on Top, hosted by Brittany Ashley and Laura Zack, they are entering season two of Angel, is going to return to your ears next Wednesday. So Jenny, are you ready to be back? I'm ready to scream and scream and scream. All right, let's do this.
5: Offering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast. (laughs) A podcast where we're watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time in chronological order, spoiler free. I'm Jenny Owen
1: Youngs. (laughs) And I am Kristen Russo. And this week, we are fucking back! Oh my god, we're talking about season five, episode one, Buffy versus Dracula. Now, if you're here with us in Philadelphia, hi, Philly, what's up?
5: (laughs) Still the loudest city in our collection.
6: (laughs)
1: If you're here in Philly, you know that we are dressed up, but if you're not, you've probably seen it on the internet. Um, but, but we are dressed up as Buffy and Dracula for your entertainment. <laughs> uh, which is why we love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because we get to buy red pleather pants and capes, right, Jenny? Yes. Uh, Line
5: maybe... item in the budget. Pleather <laughs> pants, boob windows, <laughs> another
1: I... set of wooden stakes, Kristen keeps giving them away. I know, I was like, I think I gave all the stakes away. I don't have one for the show. Anyway, back to the intro. You should stay tuned at the end of this podcast every other week for an original song written by Jenny Owen Youngs, and this week, co-written and co-performed by Chris (laughs) Farren. Recapping the episode that we are discussing. (gasps)
5: Buffy vs. Dracula was written by Marty Noxon directed by David Solomon and originally aired September twenty-sixth, 2000
1: did you want to talk did you want to talk about your birthday okay. no I'm good okay I just, listen, I'm sure that some of you follow us on social media, at Cast. thank you. Uh, but if you do not, tonight is Friday the 13th. Yes! <laughs> you, you did not need to follow us on social media <laughs> to learn that fact. You, That's public of- domain
5: information. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's also a full moon. Yes!
6: You guys!
1: Oh, wow. No prompt needed. You guys, if you didn't see us freak the fuck out on social media yesterday, we learned that the last time it was a full moon on Friday the 13th was October 25th or something like that, 2000, which was like three weeks after this episode aired in real time. So we have melded the full moons together. I don't know what it means, but just like everybody be safe tonight. You know what I mean? Anyway, this is the one. We're going to be here for like eight hours tonight. We've missed you, you've missed us, we've missed each other. There's a whole lot of missing going on. Uh, This is the one, you probably know, but I'm going to read you the IMDb description where the one and only Dracula, I think Dracula might have written it himself. (laughs) The one and only Dracula makes his way to Sunnydale and immediately has everyone enchanted. Even Buffy might not be able to resist his charms. Oh, Dracula oh definitely God. fucking
3: wrote this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Jenny, you can start everybody off because I'm wearing a turtleneck sweater and underneath it I have a tank top and a turtleneck sweater is not appropriate stage attire. So I have to take it off while you talk.
6: Well,
1: apparently not. Apparently or me they want not focus. Sit here while I sexily take my
5: turtleneck. Wait, wait, wait. After you take that off, do you want me to pull? Should I pull off one of your boots real slow? Isn't that what comes after the turtleneck?
1: Season five, we're getting fucking wild. All right. So anyway, speaking of wild, want to talk about Riley's elbow? Come on, I know you want to talk it about that. It looks Riley's great. So Buffy's in bed, we see Riley's elbow, whatever. And then we see... Are you thinking about Riley's elbow? No, I'm thinking about how
5: Buffy wakes up in the middle of the night, sneaks out of bed, runs to the cemetery, kills a vampire, sneaks back into her bedroom under cover of darkness, slides between the sheets and resumes being spooned by the tannest love interest she's had so far.
1: And perhaps ever will have. Maybe, perhaps. So, I, so here's the thing, you said that they spooned Jenny, but I, I don't mean to make this whole episode about Riley's elbow, but when Buffy gets back into bed, she lays her head upon Riley's bone of his elbow to go to sleep. And so I have a question for you, which is, if you get to have Riley forever, Jenny, even I don't want Riley forever, but go on uncovering the truth. Okay, if you could have your way with Riley, <laughs> what do you want from Riley? <laughs> Just toss the old pigskin around. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. If you could toss the old pigskin around. Do you with- know how how erotic every football thing I can think of right
5: now <laughs> sounds. Just looking for a guy with a ni- nice tight spiral. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I thought it
1: and then I had to tell you and I, I won't say it again. I mean, this, this question I have for you has been uh, you know, simply undone by the funniness of the please, earlier points. I'm sorry, but please, please. No, it's okay, I'm gonna persevere. My, my question to you is if you could toss the old pigskin around Riley's tight spiral.
6: <laughs>
1: Whatever. This is a family podcast! Listen! But, they, but what you had to do to get what you would like from Riley was that every night for the rest of your life, you have to sleep on his elbow. <laughs> what did you do it? Maybe his elbow is more comfortable than it looks. Isn't that like a sum of Jenny's entire opinion on Riley? <laughs> so now that we're 18 hours into the podcast we get to the credits cool (laughs) we have new credits anya's in them and what did you say i said
5: anya's in them anya's
1: in them yes 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 anya's in them and um yes and also we get a lot more witches in the credits a lot more witches a lot more spells a lot more spells Um, okay, so, speaking of tossing ye olde pigskin around. (sighs) Jenny, I need a minute to queue up a couple of things here on my phone. Okay, uh, so we get, we're at the beach. It's California. Nobody fucking goes to the beach, which is why I think this is the only time we'll ever see them at the beach, probably. Once in seven years. Yeah, it's true. It's true, so um, we're at the beach and everyone is assigned to uh, appropriate roles, I think. I think Xander is looking hot. I know, I know, but he's looking pretty hot. He's like gotten some muscle, he's wearing a tank. Anyway, whatever. Anya's looking good. Okay, we see where you're all at. (laughs) The witches are fully clothed reading tarot. Right on the fucking mark, right? You know how it is. I always read tarot in my flannel on the beach. (laughs) Humming at Tegan and Sarah. What else am I doing? Um, Riley and Buffy are playing some beach football, aren't they, Jenny? They are. Are you not gonna say anything about this scene because it doesn't support your thesis? No. My thesis is just Riley's
5: not as bad as everybody who needs to shit on Riley all the okay, time okay. seems to think Right? All right, all right, This all is right. a, we're about to see something that I'm sure you're gonna love
1: talking about very much. So they're throwing the football back and forth and Riley's literally like his first words of the season <laughs> are to tell Buffy that she throws like a girl to which... Mm. I say thunderclap. The patriarchy.
6: Oh my God, it was like a patriarchy wave.
1: Okay. And then I'm saving the Riley jingle for later. Hmm. (laughs) Okay, so. We're at the beach. Yeah. You
5: like seeing Riley get spiked in the face with a football real hard. So hard that it deflates.
1: Yeah, Riley gets slammed by a fucking football because <laughs> that's what happens when you tell somebody that they throw like a girl because it's wrong in so many ways uh-huh, and I won't uh-huh. go into them here. Um, and then of course, the last thing that happens at the beach is that Willow uses her incredible prowess. She could just make fire out of nothing. All of a sudden, she's been busy between seasons. <laughs> Willow's like, yo, I've been queer for like uh, a few months. Boom, fire. <laughs> that's how it works. Yes, oh, and then the CGI storm of hell rolls in.
5: (laughs) Spared no expense.
1: None, they were literally like, is there a filter that says rain? Just drag that over the top of the, that's good. Then we go to a spooky castle.
5: Yeah, some world weary delivery gentlemen are unloading a big box of dirt and then they get murdered for their trouble. That's too bad. I felt like we were just getting to know them. It
1: is also like one of the dudes is dressed in a very reasonable rain slicker and the other dude is not wearing one. And the other dude is like, I'm, just, I'm getting soaked, man. And it's like, first of all, it's pouring. Of course you are. Second of all, why didn't you wear your rain slicker, sir? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know we have a lot to talk about. I shouldn't be focusing on rain slickers.
5: Why don't you take a moment to focus on the world's largest scanner? Yeah. Did you see that thing? It was about
1: (gasps) the size of Giles' car. Uh, Also, I'm pretty sure the first line in this scene at Giles' house is, let's get scanning." (laughs) Also, at one point, Willow says, labeling your amulets and indexing your diaries. I know, it makes (laughs) keep going, Willow. Hmm, Um, okay, so let's be real. By the season seven, it's just going to be like us doing stand-up about about Buffy. We're not even going to talk about the episodes anymore. But so in this scene, Giles is like, hey, Willow, I've been around for four seasons, and out of all of the characters, I know who can keep a secret the best. It's definitely Willow. Definitely Willow. So... So Giles is like, I I know I'm not needed anymore, which is just not true. It's patently untrue, sir. It is, uh, and he tells Willow that he's going to be going back to London. Uh, to London is that where he's from? I said yes. London. Yes. He's from he's from the East. Suddenly your uncertainty is making me feel very uncertain. <laughs> now I. I know that Giles has couched it like he needs to go back because he isn't like really needed, but I also just wonder a little bit if maybe he and Olivia have been exchanging nudes. You know what I mean? I just think, like, maybe Giles is like, I'm not needed, but also Olivia's back there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Giles is drinking out of a fucking teacup. Where the fuck is the green mug? Honestly? Green mug watch begins. Season five, episode one. Okay. Are you ready for some research that
2: I did?
5: I'm ready. Okay, so, Buffy's having dinner with her mom, we're like kind of learning some exposition-y, like, oh, Buffy's been home all summer, and now she's getting ready to go back to school, and it's gonna be so quiet around here without Buffy, and can we hang out and go get ice cream? But no, Buffy's gotta go uh, patrol, you know? And then, Buffy, is in the freaking cemetery, fighting a vampire, and we'll talk about like the stuff that's actually relevant to the episode in a second. But I wish to communicate to you that while she's fighting this vampire, she does a freaking move. <laughs> yeah, she does a mm, she does a, a Ray Mysterio Jr. special move that I watched a bunch of Rey Mysterio Jr <laughs> signature moves compilation videos on YouTube <laughs> so that I could determine the name of it. Cause we all know that Rey Mysterio Jr's number one move is the 619, which is the area code of where he's from. And that move consists of him kind of like beating his opponent into like a stupor. So they're kind of like against the, the ropes facing out of the wrestling ring. And then he comes running at full tilt up to the ropes of the wrestling ring. You know, there's like one, two, three, right? He grabs the top two and whips himself 360 degrees around basically in a a circle kicking his opponent in the face. He's like totally parallel to the ground. It's very beautiful. Now you know that if you didn't know it already. But the move that we're gonna talk about today is actually called the Tilt-A-Whirl Head Scissors Takedown. And what that entails is Buffy or Rey Mysterio Jr. wrapping their thighs around the neck of their opponent. So they're kind of, um, the opponent is standing and then they're kind of like sitting on their shoulders. Buffy's sitting on the shoulders of the vampire facing him. And then she like, swirls herself around, pivoting, while holding herself fixed to the body as she rotates. But as that happens, she slides down the neck so that by the time she like whips around in a circle, she's gone from holding the neck with her thighs to <laughs> holding the neck with her ankles and then she uses her ankles to and all of the momentum of her body to whip her opponent across the cemetery. And now you know the most important thing that happens in this episode. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about this knowledge which I have imparted unto thee regarding the Tilt-A-Whirl Head Scissors Takedown? Yes, 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 yes.
1: I feel great about it, Jenny. Jenny, I want to say that I, um, I'm honored to co-host a podcast with one of the world's uh, biggest wrestling fans. <laughs> uh, I think you're great. I think you're great too. Okay, so after the fucking wrestling move of the century. The tilt a World heads takedown. Which I want to say, hold on, let me reference my notes here because this is a new stunt person. For Buffy, this is Michelle Waitman. Uh, yeah, we had Sophia Crawford for seasons one through. Applause for Michelle Waitman, please. And I and I think I think you can like really see the difference in the in the fighting style. Like right out of the gate, season uh, five, episode one, which is kind of fun and cool. Everybody's like, uh, do you think this is a podcast about a TV show? Keep making jokes. <laughs> no, but um, anyhow, after the amazing fight moves.
5: Who do we see? Who should materialize out of thin air? Who should... But some some hot guy in a cape
1: (laughs) with shoulder length hair? (laughs) Wow! I'm sorry, um, if you're listening at home, Jenny just took her hair
5: down. (laughs) And we're all looking at the TV like, who is he? And you're all looking at the table like, who is he?
1: I really thought you were gonna say, who is that guy? (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, very impressive hunt. He's already mansplaining, I'm just gonna fucking say it. Yeah, yeah it's a fucking impressive hunt. She's a goddamn vampire slayer. And then she's like, do you know what a slayer is? And he fucking says, how dare he? Do you? Track man, bringing that ancient patriarchy up front and center. But then one of my favorite parts is when he introduces himself. And Jenny uh, looked over my shoulder at my notes and laughed very loudly because I've spelled it out. I am, I've spelled his name, D-L-R-T-S-A-C-U-L-A, to, to try to encapsulate the way he pronounces his own name. He's like, I'm... Dracula. You know, like... You know, as somebody who's frequently struggling
5: to speak around fangs that I've inserted into oh, my yeah, mouth... Your
1: fangs! I want
5: to just extend my empathy and sympathy to Dracula in this moment.
1: It's not easy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not giving any credit to Dracula. But, I mean, maybe a little bit in a little while. but. Buffy, in a very Buffy
3: fashion, is like, get out, <laughs> shut the
1: fuck up, That's what she would have said if they weren't on a network television show. Um, can and, I?
5: Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I just wanted to tell you and everyone, each and every one of you, listen to me, please, uh, that um, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> The vampire who was going to show Buffy a darker side of herself was originally envisioned as, and I quote, just another vampire who rode a horse and was all cool, says Marty Knoxon. <laughs>
1: I mean,
6: oh my She's God. Not ra-
1: like that sounds pretty good. I'd watch that show. <laughs> Marty Knoxon describing what she wants out of Dracula is like me trying to describe anything sports-related. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, it's like, there's balls and sweat, sorry. Mm-hmm. I, like, literally tried to take it away from balls and went to sweat. I mean, that's what's closest, I, I guess. Know. <laughs> All right.
3: Anyhow,
1: we have a couple of special fucking guests here yes. tonight. Very special
6: guests.
1: And I would like to bring onto the stage the host of another Buffy podcast called Slayer Fest 98, Ian Carlos Crawford. Hi? Hi, Ian. Ugh.
4: Hi. How's it going? <laughs> All right. Hi everyone. I, I
1: appreciate the fact that since um, the two queer women that host this show had a dress up in costume, therefore could not wear our flannels, you,
4: warrior,
1: <laughs> holding it down. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for being here. You live close to here, right? I do.
4: Yeah. I only live like 30 minutes away.
1: Yeah. So it yeah. was like, you know, just a quick scoot yeah. over to talk about vampires.
4: Yeah. Well, slayers.
1: Slayers. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't want to talk about fucking them. <laughs> well, so, okay, so Ian, you, I, I emailed Ian. It's not a big deal, but we have each other's email addresses and phone numbers. Oh.
4: <laughs> she has left me on red. Yeah. You <laughs> haven't texted me back.
1: <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> I don't know a lot about astrology, but what I do know is that one time I read that Sagittarius's never text people back, and I was like, "Fuck."
6: <laughs> true. True. It's true. I know.
1: You're what? in a Sag sandwich. What's your sun sign?
4: Uh, I don't know. I'm an Aquarius. What? You're an is Aquarius. That, is yeah, that sun, that's your sun sign? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, That's the <laughs> That's the right. one
1: that that everybody knows. You're an Aquarius. Beautiful. Aquarius. Okay. No. <clears throat> no. Um. Okay. So, Ian, when I emailed you. Yes. I said, Ian, is there a, a particular part that you wanna talk about, and you were like, yo, one of my favorite scenes. Also, you fucking love this episode. I do. this is one of your favorite scenes, so what's up, tell us.
4: Um, I think this like scene encapsulates everything that makes Buffy fucking wonderful. Um, am I allowed to curse? I just, people always, people always ask that on my podcast, and I was like, wait, I didn't ask that. <laughs> you can
1: literally just say fuck up here for okay. 10 minutes and it'll be fine.
4: I won't, but <laughs> that is a good offer. <laughs>
1: would probably get us good press, you know. Um, New experimental podcast. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, I don't know. I think that it encapsulates everything I love about Buffy. Like, Dracula's there being all like, I am Dracula. And then she's like, oh my God, get out. <laughs> and for me, that's like, oh, this is why I love this show, because they can have this like serious character I don't know do we even want to call him a monster he's like barely a threat he reminds me of like a soap opera villain I don't know uh, he's, he's
1: a threat in his thrall Ian right you know and, he might not
4: kill you he'll woo you <laughs> <laughs> and I just like for me that's perfect Buffy's not taking him seriously for like one moment and he's taking himself uber seriously uh yeah I love that
1: so Ian Tell us some of your. Who's your favorite character in
4: Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
6: Oh
1: God,
4: Um, I don't know. I like. I feel like I love all of my babies, so I love all of them. Yeah, but which baby do you love the most? I I even sometimes defend Xander on my podcast. Sure. Not that I think he's great. I just think he's like okay. I get it. Like he's not great, but like I don't. He does good stuff sometimes. Yeah. No, he's on a journey.
1: He's become the heart of the Scoobies. We're learning. We're learning. You know. Uh, that's me to yeah. we're learning, we're learning. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but like, I am a gay man, so Cordelia and Anya are my favorites. Hell
6: <laughs> yeah!
1: Hell yeah! <laughs> um, I have a question for you.
4: Bring all the questions.
1: So Dracula is a vampire.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. You know the guy,
5: hot. Shoulder-length hair, <laughs> pale, pallid skin.
4: What are you doing later, Jenny? <laughs> uh.
5: <laughs> <laughs> ah,
6: yes,
1: as far as I ever get. Go so, on. Uh, my question, my question to you, yes. and also to you, Jenny. I'm here. Though this is a little complicated for you, but my question <laughs> is: Do you find Dracula sexy? Ian first, Jennifer. <laughs> she just like flung her cape out. Well, I'm so glad you asked. And are. turned into a bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we didn't fucking talk about the fact that he turned. Oh my, oh we're not there yet. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, back to you, Ian. Do you think Dracula is sexy? Would you make out
4: with Dracula? Y or N? Okay, wait, but that question is different than if I find them sexy. Okay, okay, okay you're right.
1: You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So. Solid fucking
4: point, Ian. Do you find Dracula sexy? Okay, not counting the Dracula next to me. No, I do not find that Dracula oh. in Buffy versus Dracula sexy.
5: Nice. Acceptable answer.
4: <laughs> but would I make out with him? Sure.
5: Okay, oh, wait, wait. I thought this was going to go the other way. <laughs> so, I thought you were like, sometimes somebody's sexy, but I'm still not going to make out with them.
4: <laughs> wait, that, that was a total reversal. You had so much faith in me. I, I... <laughs>
1: I feel, I feel connected to you in this moment, because I feel like maybe the reason that you're like, well, I don't super find Dracula sexy, but yeah, I would make out with him, because he's like this historical figure.
5: Oh, cause he's famous. Yeah! Yeah, Kristen.
4: You are both giving me way too much credit. <laughs> no, just like if he said he wanted to, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> in case anyone is wondering for later. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> nice. Nice. There's something for everyone on our <laughs>
1: podcast. <laughs> Jenny, do you find Dracula No, we can do ask this in two parts. Do you find yourself as Dracula sexy? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm I've got
5: it going on. I'm fine with me. I feel good about me. What Dr- about Dracula? Dracula, I think like I think he's alluring in the beginning of the episode, and then I just feel like he gets less and less alluring as the episode goes on because of what he's doing and also because his like vest doesn't fit very well in the last <laughs> scene and also his makeup gets, gets like less good i feel like he
1: looks like a little more dead towards the end yeah he's got good fucking nails though i'll tell you what <laughs> he went to the same salon that the master went to <laughs> <laughs> they're nice and polished wow good um, I do not think that Dracula is sexy either, but I would make out with him because I would want to say that I made out with Dracula.
4: Like that's also a really good reason to make out with I also would make be like, and I made out with Dracula, but like that doesn't matter. Right. Jenny, would you also make out I with I
5: think him? I'm good. <laughs> I mean I could just go look in a mirror well I can't, because I'm a vampire.
4: Is Jenny calling us bottoms? I think she is. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs>
1: I like to think of myself as a switch.
4: Yeah, same. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, sweet. Back to Buffy. Sorry. Do you have, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to tell us about this episode while you're here with us?
4: Um, I love her outfit so fucking much. We love a redo of graduation day. I could not stop telling Kristen how good she looked backstage. Like, I mean, come on. And I think, and she, okay, so I'm Puerto Rican, so excuse me, but the hoops, really, I'm like, yes, wear more hoops. Like, they don't make sense if you're actually going out to fight people, but, like, they look good, so Unless who cares? you're the
1: slayer, and then you're like, yeah, try to fucking rip this hoop out of my ear, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of how I feel when I hold babies. I'm like, yeah, get it. No, nope, you can't get it. Ah! Okay, we're getting off track.
4: My nephew would pull on my septum ring, and I'd be like, he can't get it out, can he? And i just let him pull. Oh, God, until
1: one day. Yeah. The final tug. Okay, so...
5: Wow! Suddenly, love? I'm I'm yearning for the you know innocent days of of football innuendos.
4: <laughs> uh, you bring a gay guy on stage, and I bring like the filth, Lord. I'm sorry so, like, for I being like, I will a make out type. with
1: you. Keep the hoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, do you like my flannel? <laughs> Hitting all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, do you? Do I like your flannel? Yeah. I'm fucking gay. I love your flannel. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to let you
5: guys all in on a secret. This is actually not a flannel. You're it's right. like an Oxford, You're so right. it just happens to be
4: plaid. Expose me on stage. No, no, I'm exposing Kristen.
1: Bad lesbian. Can't tell flannel. Oh, I had worked so hard to get that ten punches on my card. Now I'm down to nine. Down to nine. got to fill one back in. Uh, Ian... We are just delighted that you joined us here tonight on this stage. Thanks for having me. Thank you for Thank being you for being here.
4: here. Ian Yay! Carlos.
5: <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, on the darkened streets of Sunnydale, Sander and Willow are taking a walk together, and Willow is keeping a secret like fucking Sansa Stark up in this piece. Oh my god, I know a secret. Should I tell you? If I know a secret and I told you, would that be bad? Oh my god, I found out. I don't know, like ten minutes ago, and maybe, maybe I should wait until fifteen
6: minutes. Not
5: what
1: the fuck? Willow! Oh, yeah, she's not, it's not her skill. She can make fire, she can't keep a secret. It's Willow's deal. Uh, Xander, meanwhile, I, as the viewer, am like, Xander, looking good. Looking good, man, doing great. And then he's like, is your secret a naughty secret with Tara? Womp, and then I'm womp. like, womp, womp. Which earlier in the series, we considered making Xander's jingle. Womp, womp. So Buffy Buffy is like, yo, are you really fucking Dracula? Because like, are you just a fanboy? She says. Because then she lets us know that unbeknownst to us, she's been killing some vampires who are <laughs> calling themselves Lestat. But then
5: she very quickly changes her tune when she finds out that Dracula has heard of her. Yeah. And immediately turns on the like Hollywood like
1: I'm a star. <laughs> this is like where I where the Venn diagram of Kristen and Buffy come together. Oh yeah, cuz you want to make out with him cuz he's famous. I know. I don't even want to make out with actual famous people, just historical figures. <laughs> like you it's not just like you are on TV. It's like you've been alive since 1428 you've got a fucking name for yourself you know you really put in the time okay
5: my mind just like was like racing like who's a non-problematic historical figure i can like i just want to say a bunch of names in a row and i was like i can't think of anyone no that it's safe to suggest (laughs) yeah everyone is ruined
1: please go on okay so um, Dracula says something, which I think is the core of like, it's what ties the season finale of season four to the premiere of season five, which is, uh, he says that her power is rooted in darkness and that's like a thing that we really play with. It's a, it's the way we left. Yes, Jenny. I'm just excited. Please go on, and then I will jump in when you when I allow <laughs> Jenny, you to finish. Jenny's the whole body is like ah, <laughs> ready to like lift off into the stratosphere. No, I think I just wanted to put a pin in that that I think that Buffy is wrestling with something big, uh, and it started at the end of season four, and she is very apparently holding on to it into season five. How will it inform our journey? Who knows?
5: I just realized something. Yes? This is the episode that really unlocks um, something that I noticed, which is... Buffy um, is Batman? And hear me out. And hear me out. This is the first episode where Buffy (laughs) looks within and, like, isn't really sure what the nature of what she sees truly is. And that's kind of, like, I mean, we're going to see kind of, like, how that continues to play out and be examined. But, like, that's, like, such a huge part of the Batman mythos, which I think is, like, one of the greatest, uh, you know, sort of, like, psychological comic book uh, narrative arcs, which is, like, all about Batman you know, sort of, like, constantly worrying that he is not better than the supervillains that he's constantly fighting. And and kind of, like, that's, like, a huge part of his... Excuse me, I know the Joker might be, like, triggering because... Oh, uh, yeah, it's a
1: whole thing, isn't it? No.
5: Such terrible things have happened to the Joker recently. And let's leave them all out of the equation. But, but the... the looking at a a hero who constantly has to wonder if their power is rooted in darkness is a really cool theme and very powerful and I realized that I could have just had this moment on my own and there's not a joke
1: and I'm sorry. No, no, it's good, I like the moment. My question for you, because I don't know a lot about Batman, I also find it hilarious that Dracula is straight up about to turn into a fucking bat, and you're like, got it, (laughs) Buffy's Batman. (laughs) But, no, I mean, I'm I'm there with you, though. But I wanna know if if Batman has a faith. You know what I mean? I think Batman's faith
5: is justice. (laughs) And also Catwoman. Catwoman? (laughs) Apparently I gotta oh, you get mean into Oh, Faith back. like a person. I thought you meant like... <laughs> what does he believe? What is his
1: driving principle? No. Oh yeah, Catwoman is totally his Faith. Okay, so... A hondo. Okay, so Catwoman <laughs> is his Faith.
5: Great. Um, Catwoman's probably got some boob windows in the old wardrobe, I'll tell yeah. you what. Yeah.
1: Also, is Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman? Well, in a movie, Michelle? in a film. <laughs> no, is she actually maybe Mucky Catwoman? <laughs> is Catwoman in the same universe as Cats? Okay, I have a lot of questions. Oh, the musical? <laughs> I, need, I need a study aid of some kind. Somebody write me the adaptation of Cats where Catwoman is there. Okay, so Dracula turns into a fucking bat. It's great. My favorite part about Dracula as a bat is that Dracula is serious from minute 0 to minute 45 in this episode except <laughs> when he's a fucking bat and then he's like fuck it up your hair, fuck it up your hair. <laughs> How
5: humiliating to have to flap around after you just made
1: your whole statement of being Dracula. I'm just saying, I like it gets me. Like once I got the image in my head, every time I watch the episode, I die. It's so I, I, undignified. Yeah, he's really not himself when he's a bat. <laughs> when he's a wolf, totally Dracula. Bat, funny Dracula. <laughs> All right, so real quick. This isn't gonna be quick. This whole episode is quick. not quick. <laughs> I'm on page four. I got fourteen. <laughs> No, we're, we're, we're moving, we're moving. But I just want to do a little bit of hell math because so Dracula is uh, was given his name, uh, it was taken from Vlad the Impaler, Vlad Dracula, who was born in 1428-ish. <laughs> Wikipedia, Wikipedia is real specific on like when we were born, but like when it comes to Vlad Dracula, it literally was like 1427 to 29 question mark. And I was like, all right, we'll go with the mean of 1428, median, whatever. Um so I think that Dracula is about 200ish years older than Angel. Right? Cuz Angel no, Angel's like 200?
5: 200. No, 244. Okay, so now then he like
1: 245. He's like how many years older? 300? Do I hear 4? Four? 400. He's like 400 years older. So, 400 years older than Buffy, or 400 years older than Angel? Angel. Got it. So, so Dracula had lived for 400 years when Angel was like, I'm wasted, oh shit.
6: Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: And so, I just, like, I want to take a moment to think, like, I just want to have a moment where we all think about, like, what does Angel think of Dracula? Because I... Bitch! <laughs> I'm sorry, Angel thinks Dracula is a bitch? Is that <laughs> what came from the audience? Interesting analysis. I think that Angel, because there's a lot of things, I, I wanna say that I think Angel gets his Dracula wear at Pottery Barn, which we've discussed, but I do think that Angel pulls a lot of things from the Dracula book. So I actually think that Angel is like, whatever. And he's like- That guy sucks. But then is like, is this the right (laughs)
5: length? I can't, I wish I could look in a mirror, but I can't. But he looks so cool. (laughs) You know, it's not time for capes anymore, but maybe I'll just get like a really
1: long black trench coat. Yeah. Oh, candles? I've got plenty. Don't even get me started
5: on Immolation Watch in this freaking episode.
1: Dracula's like sitting inside of a candelabra. (laughs) He's, he is surrounded, I mean, Buffy has seen Angel surrounded by fire for years and he and Dracula is surrounded by so much fire that even Buffy is like, yo, dude, um, you might want to like fucking think about this shit.
2: As...
5: I feel like the timeline might not be, I'm not quite clear on the year of release, but like in a few years when it comes out, do you think that Dracula privately listens to Evanescence? <laughs>
1: He's all like, "My immortal, this is my jam." Play, um, Lauren. When you edit this episode, will you please play all the things she said? All the things she said. That's oh, I- wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's tattoo.
6: Oh shit, <laughs> Lauren.
1: Whole other vibe. Well, I my Dracula listens to tattoo.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <coughs> all right. Back on track. Will we ever get out of this scene? (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna go right the fuck face first into Riley being an idiot again. (laughs) We're at Giles' house. Okay. And Buffy is like, whatever, I fucking saw fucking Dracula. And Riley is like, I heard you the first 20 times.
6: Whoa, whoa,
5: whoa. He says it way more charming than that. And also in this scene, Everyone who was their significant other is feeling insecure because their significant others are like, Dracula, wow. (laughs) Which I totally get because, you know, the shoulder length hair and the cape. (laughs) Relatable content. Uh Uh-huh. Please go on.
1: Whatever, I'm just like, here's the thing. Fine, Riley's jealous, Tara is jealous, which is really cute.
5: Somehow it's cute oh. when Tara does it.
1: I know, I'm like, fuck, my bias is showing. Um, well, because, because Tara is jealous because she's like, but did you really? And Riley is jealous and he's like, ugh. Anyway, and Xander is, Xander's kind of like this weird middle ground because Anya is like, Dracula? Yeah, I know him. And what's hilarious is that like when he was looking
5: at Dracula, Xander was like, oh, my God, it's Dracula. And then as soon as Anya's
1: like, oh, my God, it was Dracula, Xander's like, he was no big whoop. And- Yo, I'm just going to say that I think like Xander and Anya are super into having three ways. I just, oh, yeah. Like like Dracula, Jonathan uh, Craigslist.org slash Sunnydale slash They're straight up you swipe on Tinder, they're like couple live in Sunnydale just trying to have
5: fun. I'm sorry, I was trying to to work within the you know, like non-anachronistic methods of tracking down three possible thirds. What was yeah, your was, erotic third? You, oh, dizzying. I said craigslist.org slash Sunnydale slash seeking something. I don't actually know what the <laughs> real thing is.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway. So anyway. We go through the scene. Willow is Willow the- is keeping it real cool. Willow, you guys. Giles, didn't everybody miss Giles? Doesn't everybody miss Giles? I was just thinking like, the whole time, I wish Giles was here. He didn't know what to do. Um, meanwhile, Buffy is like, there was no penetration. (laughs) I
5: would like to take a moment to talk about what I noticed in this scene that no one else has been brave enough to say, which is that Riley has suddenly started using a lot more product in his hair.
1: (laughs) And I am not a fan. Strike one, Riley. I don't even know what you said that made them so mad because I was reading my notes.
5: I'm not even sure what made them so mad. (laughs) I was saying I didn't like something Riley did and I thought everybody would be with me. They were shocked.
1: They've gotten used to you. I've
5: brainwashed them. (laughs)
1: Riley, medium. Are you saying? Are you saying that they're under your thrall?
5: sounds like they're saying it.
1: (laughs) Um, Before we leave this scene and before we all swoon, um, I wanna give a shout out to Buffy's line, which is that she says she had a count (laughs) and (laughs) counter. And then I wanna take, I just gave Buffy 20 points for saying count and counter, and I would like to take them away for when she says a little sugar and I'm all yours. Boo. I don't like it. I don't mean to yuck your yum, but I don't like it. yuck
2: it, Kristen. (laughs) Yuck it. There's just something about that line.
1: Meanwhile, fucking Xander is telling Anya to flaunt her neck cleavage in the next scene. He's all jealous, but who has
5: time to notice how jealous he is when they're being followed by a rooftop wolf? So question, did Dracula become a bat and fly up to the roof and then become a wolf? And then to get down, will he become a mist to
1: gently settle upon the earth again? I think that Dracula was a bat, flew to the roof, became Dracula to congratulate himself. (laughs) And then he became the (laughs) wolf. Okay. Um. Great. Okay. So I'm sorry. I was like stuck in thought because I was thinking, isn't it interesting that we like when like because I was thinking about a neck cleavage, which, which like is kind of silly because it's really like you like bare your you you make your neck not have cleavage for it to be desirable, but you make your boobs pushed. It's just a different. It's just. I'm just thinking about how fucking fucked up we all are about like what we love you know we're like yeah there's a fucking bunch of flesh pushed together wanna make out with you 50% 50%
5: social conditioning 50% we're all perverts
1: it's just like cool that we're all like bodies yeah like i don't know that's all okay <clears throat> In other important news, Xander has a specific day of the fucking week where he cleans his white clothing. It's actually, I think, his mom's day. Oh, that makes more sense.
5: (laughs) So it's White's Day, Anya doesn't like the smell of bleach. She goes home to her apartment, which I don't think it's a spoiler to say. We'll see it in the not too distant future. And her Mm -hmm. apartment is fucking sick. I don't know why they're not always fucking at her apartment. Why
1: would you ever go to Xander's basement? But you're not there yet. So, Anya's probably like, this is my space, you know? Tr- true. All right. So Drac and Xan. Willow calls no. Xander Zan earlier no. in the episode, okay? No. Drac and Xan. No. Drac and Xan are hanging out. And Zan's like, no poofing. And Zan's like, ha ha ha, do what I say. And Xander is like, yes, master. And I kind of like it.
2: Sorry. Me too,
1: and I also like Xander like giggling.
5: Yeah. He's like we're That's in cahoots.
1: Thing. That's the thing. If Xander could just be a bottom, I would be into Xander.
5: You think Xander's in that relationship with Anya and no. he's not a bottom? No, no. I do. I do.
1: Okay. I do! You guys. mean like socially a bottom? <laughs> right, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, Xander is like great when he is bottoming, which he totally, a hundred and thousand percent does with Anya. But like in the world, I think he tries to pretend like he's- I wonder why Joss hasn't called us yet. <laughs>
6: wow! <laughs> oh my God, if I could like
1: do that cartoon like, blah, <laughs> blah, <like, laughs> I would. Okay, so, whatever, Xander is Dracula's minion, into it. We go to Spike's crypt. Oh. My. God. Yo,
5: Spike. Oh. Sorry. No, go, please. You know please. when you're a vampire? You get it. and And you're like, welcome to my crypt. The only things I keep here are a thousand lit candles <laughs> and one weapon that shoots projectiles made of the exact material that if it pierced mine heart, I would be dead.
1: Fucking Spike, you guys. He doesn't care. And Spike's like, uh-oh, Riley, yeah. don't kill me. Spike, Spike's like, oh, Riley, I forget how to use this crossbow. Can, Can you show me? me? And then they do the ghost thing, but with a crossbow. <laughs> We have a while before we get to the Sexual tension Awards, but uh, we know who's in
5: the running.
1: We couldn't resist. All right, so Spike's all pissed because Dracula's famous, and we all know that Spike wants to be famous. And also, everyone apparently learned how to kill vampires because Dracula's famous. Bummer. That is a big bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I likes, agree. Dracula likes luxury estates. He likes bug eaters. And Spike is like, Riley? You're out of your fucking depth. Why don't you just stay here with me? I don't want you to get hurt, (laughs) Riley. Don't go out and get killed. Oh my God, my last note, I don't even remember writing it. I was in the thrall. (laughs) My last note is literally just says, sexy guys in all caps. I like literally
6: do not remember writing it.
1: (laughs) Sexy guys. (laughs) Oh my gosh, wait, because at the end, (laughs)
5: end of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I can't after all of this shit. <laughs> and, and and Spike is like, Riley, like go home and stay safe and don't die and whatever. And Riley's all mad about it. They just get really close. <laughs> like as close as they can get without kissing and they just like stand there and breathe, glowering at each other. <laughs> That's why you wrote sexy guys, you can't remember. <laughs> I literally was like,
1: sexy guy. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Just her eyes glazing over. <laughs> uh, oh God. Okay, meanwhile, Dracula is, as Buffy would say, wafting in here. I thought it was a good line. Uh, Dracula wafts into Buffy's room as a mist You know when a 600-year-old guy just mists himself into your bedroom? Also, like, how many fucking vampires watch this girl sleep? Uh, It's, like, their favorite thing. At least he didn't break out the sketchbook. I, like, I, I, in the beginning of the episode, I kind of judged Buffy. I was like, nobody sleeps like that. And then by the end, I was like, you know what? I would sleep like that, too, if all these fucking vampires (laughs) were, like, sketching (laughs) me in charcoal. I wonder...
5: Do you think that Angel heard that Dracula likes to mist into girls' room and, and watch them sleep? And then he was like, no, what? I've, I've taken your idea and I've actually improved upon it because while I'm watching, I then make a sketch and leave it somewhere where I know she'll see it. Oops.
1: Yes, I actually think that's Angel's entire energy around Dracula. <laughs> He's like, you can mist, but have you seen Hair Jones? All right, so this is a gross fucking scene. Ew, boo. Because fucking Dracula's using mind control on Buffy, and he's also like looking at her neck and being like, you've been tasted? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Get out of here, Dracula. That's my soundbite. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
5: Oh, you know when you've just like been searching the world yearning for a creature whose darkness rivals your own
1: <laughs> Uh shout out to Sarah Michelle Geller for her fucking <laughs> What's funny? keeping a straight
5: face during this whole episode. Well, yeah, but
1: But it is about her face because when Dracula bites her, uh, her face acting is so... She has no lines. It's just her face. And she does all of it in her face. It's good. I think that's what acting is called. I I think that's what it is. But I'm just impressed here. So she pulls out that neckerchief from the pack. She ties it around her neck again in the next scene to conceal her bites. It was a deep dig that actually made me proud that only like a third of you laughed. I was like, yeah, now who's the Buffy (laughs) Finn? Wow. All right. (laughs) Most of us work really hard to manage our time well enough to cook healthy meals, but life gets overwhelming. There are errands to run, vampires to slay, extraterrestrial beings to investigate. Luckily, there's factor. Factor has delicious, ready to eat meals. They are fresh. They are never frozen. They are chef crafted and dietitian approved. And here's the best part they're ready to go in just two minutes. Absolutely no cooking required. Having a selection of these meals in our fridge over the past few weeks has been a game changer. My wife and I are eating healthier and ordering takeout less, and this is not just about dinner. Factor offers over 35 different meal options to choose from each week with more than 60 add-ons. So there's breakfast, there's midday bites, and more. I have to admit I was hesitant at first. I've never had a ready-to-eat meal that made me feel good, and I have been astounded at how delicious each meal and snack from Factor has tasted the difference is entirely because they're not frozen. They taste as fresh as if you'd made them yourself. They're also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com/buffering50 and use code buffering50 to get 50% off. That's code buffering50 at factormeals.com/buffering50
0: Shopify.com slash realm.
6: <gasps> okay,
5: so we're at Giles's apartment. And the last thing you want after someone who's been searching the world, yearning for someone whose darkness rivals their own, and it turns out it's you, after they've bitten you, the last thing you want is for even a tall, broad-shouldered... Beautifully sculpted tan gentleman. Even him to put a jelly donut. That's kind of like,
1: yeah, it's like oozing, right? Yeah, it's oozing. He's like, dragon. Your face might have blood, but I have jelly.
6: <clears throat>
1: I don't understand really the jelly donut metaphor, but I think it's there. You know. <laughs> yes.
6: <laughs>
5: And then a beautiful theme is introduced. In music, a beautiful theme can be introduced, like in a, a classical piece, a melodic theme can be introduced, and then as you continue to hear it throughout the piece, over the length of the piece, it can be developed using like different uh, harmonic contexts and different instrumentation and like different dynamics. and It's very cool. And the dynamic that's introduced here is Xander saying, the Dark Master, <laughs> Bader. <laughs> And I can't wait to hear it in additional contexts real soon. So Dracula's theme
1: is ellipses bater.
6: <laughs> Hell
1: yeah. yeah! We learned from Willow that Dracula's turn-ons are. I rewound this like eighteen thousand times to try to make sure that I was getting it right, but I'm pretty sure they are nice duds, minions, Hot. loans. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. I didn't understand that when I rewound it so many times, but I thought well, Spike did get a loan did uh, you did you put the um bones, no, the captions on? I did, and I couldn't figure it out. I have this um <laughs> it's fine, and the most important thing is bites that last for days, <laughs> which like I am also into, you know sure just like i i oh I'm trying to say i. It's like, it's like you, you know, you all just fill in what you want to fill in. But what I, what I meant is like, I just, I really like that Dracula takes his time. I think it's nine. I gotta go. Okay, so the theme comes back again. Unholy Prince. Bater
5: <laughs> Won't catch me saying that. I won't give myself away. Xander is being such a fucking lizard in this scene. He's like, just literally. like anxiously licking the air, I don't know, in his lips and like grabbing that, that spider, uh, twitching and trying to throw everybody off
1: Dracula's scent he, very ineffectively. He does a good job at eating the bugs, Xander. In- it's very convincing. I think it's very convincing. I and, salute him. And I don't want to eat a bug, but like it was the closest I got to wanting to eat a bug. That's, too, that's
5: actually too far.
1: <laughs> I know, I can tell. I know how to feel their energy. And they were like, ha, ha, uh, uh, <laughs> ha uh uh. And you lost us at that last yeah. curve. God, one time, who's that woman's name who, uh, her arm, the claw, Gwyneth? Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Post? <laughs> yeah, I remember that live episode where I compared Gwendolyn Post to Hermione Granger. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Absolutely that not. That was the moment I learned how to read an audience. I was like, go! Oh!
5: All right. So the other thing that they talk about is that Dracula, it's not enough for Dracula to just like, kill and drink someone. He wants his victim to, and I unfortunately quote, burned for him.
1: I mean, I'm kind of there for it, you know? Oh, but he's evil and then they die. Yeah, that's true. But I like the burning part. Okay. Okay, so. So then Riley is a jerk again because he fucking, they go out into the like courtyard where the fountain is, which I'm always convinced is the fountain from Torrance High School, but it's not. It just seems like that fountain. Anyway, Riley is like, you're under the thrall. And then he yanks Buffy's neckerchief off, which I think is fucked up. Okay, based on the ease with which it comes off of her neck, I
5: just wish to state that it is clear it is not tied very tightly. You're right. So it did
1: not require a great deal of pressure to be I pulled I just don't off. like, I don't like that he did that. And I also do not like that then he says with Angel, it's reasonable that there'd be transference. <laughs> and now, if you'll just give me a moment to put in my long code. <laughs> uh,
5: Thank Pleased with yourself, are you? Yes, I am. Um, I just want you to know that if you were <laughs> under the thrall of the Dark Prince, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the fate of the world often rested upon your dainty shoulders, and you had recently been bitten and placed under the thrall, I think I said under the thrall twice, but no, you know. they're laughing
1: at me because I'm acting it out. No, I, I'm
5: very much perceiving oh, that. Oh, I never perceive um, her
1: when I'm over here.
5: I hope that somebody would care enough about you to notice that you were acting weird and say, Hey, you okay? I care about hey. you. I, I don't want yes. you to be drained yes. and turned vampire yes. by
1: the king of darkness. Hey, I noticed you're wearing a neckerchief. Would you mind letting us know if that has anything to do with your neck? I think he started there, but... Fine. I'm not here for it. Okay.
5: You know what I'm here for? Xander eating a fly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But more so than that, I'm here for... How did he get inside? Cut to... (laughs) Joyce!
3: Hi, Joyce! Joyce
1: is like... Nice and normal, a little pale. But that
5: shoulder-length hair,
1: it was flowing. And then, as fucking Willow and Tara like put their tarot cards in their queer bag and they pull out their sage. Oh my God, (laughs) this is what they do with the sage.
5: (laughs) I'm sorry. Wow, Jenny and even that, that to our listeners. <laughs> okay, that's fair. You said ball sweat. I feel like
1: score-wise, we are
5: even at best.
1: Actually, yeah. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so Joyce is like, sometimes you feel like giving up on men altogether. What's that like? And Tara looks at Willow for all of us and is like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And I couldn't think of a better place in the episode to bring to you a very special treat, a treat that's coming to you from the great unknown. Um, Kate Leth has made us a video.
2: Philadelphia, and welcome to Buffy Fashion Watch. Now, in the off chance anyone out there is new to buffering the Vampire Slayer, you might not know me and what I do, but what I do is very, very important. I talk about fashion, baby. Now I would sincerely love to do an outfit change every sentence, but it's about 97 degrees in Los Angeles right now, and even with air conditioning, The heat is getting to me. So let's talk about pleather. Now this episode kicks off season five and supposedly takes place during summer, seeing as how we see Buffy and her friends outside talking about how it's summer in the summer in the beginning of the episode. (laughs) And yet, Buffy wears full-length, kind of flared pleather pants. Twice in this episode. Two times. Now when I say pleather, what I mean is fake leather of any kind. It's hard to tell sometimes exactly what fabric somebody's wearing because Buffy wasn't shot in HD. I do a lot of re-watching, and a lot of research, and a lot of guessing, but what I know for a fact is that these pants are incredible. I mean, I feel like they're already pretty well known. When you think of Buffy, you kind of think of red leather pants. At least I do because I'm gay and a pervert. But, what was I saying? Oh right, pleather and the weather and leather. So pleather doesn't breathe. It's an artificial product. It's made of all kinds of different things. Um, Polyurethanes and and chemicals and, and they're trying to make some out of collagen right now, which seems like fake skin and well on the way to terminators. But what was I saying again? Oh, right, pleather doesn't breathe. I see people on Buffy wearing leather sometimes, and I can understand that at nighttime, we live in a desert, it gets cold, but pleather is like, it's like vinyl, it's like PVC. They're all kind of in the same category. And again, when it comes to these pants, I'm not exactly sure what they are, but it doesn't breathe like a vampire. And those pants are long. They are full length. She's also wearing them with boots and a sweater. It's an incredibly cute look. I love the hoop earrings. I love the lip gloss. Her entire vision of a presence in this episode is transcendent. I just have mom concerns. It's like... Fighting in saran wrap, it traps all of the heat against your body, which is going to cause chafing, it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to smell. When you put that together with everything else warm that she's wearing, it's an awful situation. And if those pants are lined to prevent them from rubbing against your skin, that's even hotter. Don't get me wrong, I still love them. It's just easier for me to suspend my disbelief about Dracula than it is about fighting in Los Angeles, in those pants. Okay, I know, there were other characters in this episode. It's just so gross to think about how sweaty it would be on those legs, behind the knees especially, can you imagine? Oh, seriously, have you ever tried to stand up after sitting on a car seat or a leather chair on a hot day? It's like that, but you can't leave. I don't buy Dracula's look, though. His collared shirts are too 90s sale rack for me. I mean, the cape is good. The chain holding the cape together, very classy, very queer. But those, those sort of tawny, kind of silky shirts that he's got underneath it, even the one he's wearing with the vest, it just looks too modern.
0: Dracula could do better.
2: I still think he's hot, though. I have lots more fashion thoughts on this episode, like, that Willow's strange, stretchy velour top and long, layered, cottony, frilly, ankle-length skirt is, is so specific to that era in time that it's really worth um, an entire segment on its own. But I'm tired, and you guys have things to do. So, until next time.
6: She'll see you at the mall. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry!
5: she sent that video and i said there won't be a dry
1: seat in the house she did and to those of you who just clutched your chest like this because you couldn't believe jenny said it that's what i did when i got the text oh my i mean i'm just calling
5: it i know
1: all right, Riley and Giles are house hunting. <laughs> They're like, call up the real estate agent. We're shopping for a mansion. <laughs> um, we get just a little clip but it made me laugh. And then Anya's like, fuck the patriarchy. Right? Anya's like, why the fuck are they looking for him? I fucking know him. Oh right, it's because I'm a and then they shove her in Alexander Shoves her in a closet. <laughs> and there's not a bigger patriarchy moment. Ugh. That's fucking it. Should I play the jingle again? I need to learn how to make my phone not lock, you know? Okay, here we go. Buckle in. The patriarchy! (laughs) All right. So Xander's like, Yo, I just locked my girlfriend in a closet. Can I take you to your master? And she's like, yeah.
6: (laughs) 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 Although Uh. at this
1: point, I start calling the. (laughs) I I name the locations of every scene, and I've been calling Dracula's castle the spooky castle until now, when apparently I've given it a a second name, which is (laughs) Draxden.
6: I
5: just feel like Castle Dracula really rolls off the tongue. I don't know, I like Drax (laughs) Den. Drax Den, home of Extreme Immolation Watch 2019. Uh, It's almost like he's begging for it, staring into a roaring blaze, (laughs) surrounded by candles, candelabras strung from
1: the ceilings. It's all bad. He's, he's reading like five different copies of Nausea, by the way, They're like stacked. He's, he's like, like, no, I'll
5: take this angel. <laughs> he's reading it in five languages at the same time. <laughs> um, Buffy's like, oh yeah? You think you can thrall me? I brought this. And she holds up a stake and he's like, put it down. And she's like, okay. And this is where I tell you that I thought a lot, because I flew here to to do this taping. I thought a lot about trying to figure out a way to make a stakes on a plane joke. But I couldn't think of one that was better than just saying I thought a lot about trying to make a stakes
1: on a plane joke. It worked. <laughs> it, worked. it worked. It worked, Jenny. Mm, good. Yes. Yes. Uh, Dracula is like, you cannot resist what you do not want to do. I don't know what accent Wait, it what? <laughs> no, Buffy says that somebody says it (laughs) you cannot resist what you
5: do not want to do you cannot resist what you do not want to is that what you said yeah you can't resist what you don't want to resist is the idea
1: yeah you can't resist buffy listen this is why i got hired (laughs) yeah um Dracula says to Buffy something, I'm sorry to have to call out all the yuck lines, but he says, I want to show you what your body is capable of. I know, I And I'm it. like, yo, Dracula, the anatomy of the clitoris was not known until 1990 fucking eight. So where the fuck were you when I wanted to know what my body was capable well, of? Well, maybe he
5: was trying to enter it on Wikipedia and they were just like, question
1: mark? <laughs> I want to show you what your body is capable of. I'm gonna show I mean, you just something. There's so much I have to teach you. Like I feel like the lead into it is also just very. It's like, gross. <laughs> Boo! It's like just when you thought we got enough patriarchy, we get uh, and patriarchy then just, aged in wine. <laughs> And then, when you thought you couldn't be any more grossed out, he's like,
5: but first a little taste. And Buffy's like, we already did this. And it like wasn't. <laughs> no, that we're not agree. there yet. We are not there yet. I have no notes between what your body is capable of and first a little taste. What happens in the
1: middle? <laughs> what did I forget? Fucking Giles! I'm sorry, but Giles happens literally in the middle. Oh, it's this pesky intercutting that's got me. So, a Giles. Well, first of all, Riley punches Xander. And everyone's like, what do, how do I feel? <laughs> Which thing do I feel?
5: Ah!
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's truly a conflict of interest. <laughs> it yes, shouldn't no, be allowed, ah! but it happens. Right. So that happens, we're all confused. (laughs) And then, (laughs)
6: Giles.
1: (gasps) Okay, so um, apparently in Bram Stoker's Dracula, there are three brides uh, of Dracula. Like, he keeps three brides in his mansion. Of course he does, he wants to show them what their bodies are capable of. (laughs) And they're like, But there's a whole,
5: like, sisters, brides, possible uh, sirens. You yes. sent me a Wikipedia article, I, I, I read
1: it. So Giles is being um, suckled? I don't know. Look, would we, they don't want know, to kill. You know that thing where you're just like a good kind of
5: father figure trying to do your best and then all of a sudden, oops, you fall into a pit the and there are three brides of Dracula and they're all like nubile and convincing and they're like, hey daddy. <laughs>
1: When is Giles gonna get an offer this good again? I literally cannot think of a better place to call out Joanna Robinson than you saying, Hey, Daddy. Nice. Joanna
3: fucking Robinson, everybody. Hi. So uh, Jenny actually stepped on my line a little bit because I want to come out here and ask you is Giles, is Rupert Giles, a daddy or a zaddy? And I have a follow up question. Okay, so if
5: my memory serves. Oh no. A oh, zaddy no. occurs naturally when you want the D so bad
1: it becomes a Z. Yes. Right? Yes, if we look back in our respected, uh, critically acclaimed files, (laughs) we will find this piece of information. (laughs) So, by that
5: logic, I think it's a personal, subjective question. To me, I respect Giles' daddy ship and I celebrate him. But I do not want the D, so it cannot become a Z by virtue of my wanting.
3: (laughs) I'm going to go Zaddy. Zaddy, yeah joanna oh like obvious zaddy follow-up question uh (laughs) i feel like we're playing the biggest like biggest game of truth or dare ever uh dracula aka vlad the impaler uh daddy or zaddy jenny no yeah (laughs) A, that's, that's a hard pass. Like stepbrother, I <laughs> yeah, think. It's, stepbrother? A, it's a hard
1: pass, right? I'm sorry, but no, I said I would make out with him for the cred, but I don't want anything <laughs> yeah, no. more.
3: Cause see, like, I, I really need to agree with um, our friend Kate. By the way, should we on air congratulate Kate on her <gasps> personal news? <gasps> Kate has gotten engaged.
5: Wait, you were, you were also good at screaming something in unison. Could you also say congratulations, Kate? Wait, wait, Kate? wait,
3: I'm gonna do a video. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I'm a Bitter. Uh just like Dracula would say, because he's German. All right. <laughs> Go for it. Congratulations, Kate! Oh,
6: very God. good.
3: Let's all stay in this room forever. <laughs> I have, a, I have a I have a lot of thoughts about Dracula. Is now the time to <laughs> Now is precisely the time.
1: Yeah. Never been a better time. You're one. sitting
3: next to a, a Dracula fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> Not this Dracula though, right? Uh Jenny. Who is the most like fuckable mm, or admirable? Uh dracula in all the film and tv history like technical dracula or just like sort
5: of like f- like vampire vampire of film and television no
3: D- dracula
1: this is a smart person question so, and i'm not a smart yeah person. i'm like
5: furiously sifting so pretty my...
6: <laughs> wait so who
5: was dracula in the one with winona Ryder? I could not. That was too Gary Oldman. Ah. Gary Oldman. I mean, I thank you, Gary Oldman, for your many talents. Being the hottest Dracula is
3: probably not one of them. No, but I, th- I think I think <sighs> he is. And here's oh, so just low, slim picking It's the low bar. Can't we just say Brad Pitt and all be happy?
0: No, that no. Was my
1: pick. I would like to pick either Brad Pitt or Ann Graf as Stop. my Dracula.
3: What the fuck? Stop inventing Draculas. All right, crossover. Um, we can say Bella Lugosi if you want to. That's fine. But um, no,
5: no, 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 no. But Wait, but is yeah, an, um, old
3: school gos. Thank you. Uh, but Gary Oldman. Here's what I'll say about Gary Oldman. Okay. Gary Oldman in the most ridiculous like little specs. Right, and the like velvet top hat and all of that, and you're like still would, and he's like, and then he's like old with like the the white pompadour, you're like still would, and then <laughs> and then he's like a veiny wolf, and you're like eh, yeah still would, so <laughs> so and then he's like mist, and you're like definitely would. Yeah. Question, follow question for you, Kristen. What do you think Dracula thinks of? <laughs> the new scientific information about vaping? Like, is he really <laughs> bummed about <laughs> vaping? I think
1: he is, Joanna, because I think that Dra- Dracula <laughs> is a purist, you know? Like, I think he remembers the days in which you wouldn't add vitamin C E acetate to your
3: mist. Right. His mist doesn't taste like pop rocks. Right. (laughs) Cherry burnt marshmallow toast. Dracula remembers the olden days,
1: the good days when mist was just mist. Yeah. It would just slowly suck your blood. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, make America mist again. (laughs)
3: It's not Sorry. I have, I have some fun facts about the actor who plays Dracula. Oh, yes. Would you like to hear them? He's actually a wolf. He's actually Miss. He's actually a bat. Is it one of those? He's actually a soap star. He oh. was on All My Children with Sarah Michelle Gellar. You can... <gasps> oh guess. my fucking God. Guess. I have a photo that I can't share with all of you, but we'll I, I want you to see it. Oh, And I my want you to God. see it. <laughs> and it explains a we'll lot. We'll put it on the internet. Because I believe his name is Rudolf or Rudy. Let's call him Rudy, right? Like, right? Uh, he's German-ish. German. He's German. Uh, that's hence the accent. Right. Um, he, he also played Dracula in like a 2000 USA uh, television movie. So I feel like here's what happened. Is he Dracula? I feel like Marty Noxon was like, <laughs> we're going to do a Dracula episode. And Sarah's like, Marty. <laughs> I have this friend, Rudolph. He was my pal and all my children. He's already, play- he already has the cape. <laughs> we just need to get him the Nordstrom's rack red dress shirt and the ill-fitting dress uh, vest and then he'll be ready to go oh. and Marty's like okay and the rest of us are like that's your Dracula I- you're a vampire show and this is your Dracula it's like we've already seen Angel and Spike right. and like they got fooled because they're like oh James Marsters looks fucking hot and legit in a red dress shirt let's try it with this guy and we're like
5: no wow, it's got to be unbuttoned that's yeah. a huge part of the equation yeah he
3: looks like he's going to like clubbing yeah. in a Ibiza or something like that and they're like no it's a lot of collar you I know, know? Yeah. that's a part of the oh, issue a lot of collar and that vest I was just like no this is not like Dracula like Gary Oldman's Dracula should look sexy no matter what should look sexy In stupid little glasses, and this guy's like, I tried. I don't, I don't don't know. I literally, like, I'm literally gonna try to edit together like
1: a drunk history, but it's just gonna be Joanna saying Dracula over Dracula. And like, I tried, but over clips of Dracula, it's my fucking favorite
3: thing. Joanna, you don't like, you don't love this episode. Uh, guess what? The Dracula sucks, like, He sucks.
1: This is like an episode divided, it yeah. seems. Okay, so I, I'd actually like to take a survey real quick mm-hmm. by cheering. Do, and don't, like, really own your shit because it's really divided. Do you love this episode? Cheer. <laughs> And then,
5: do you hate this episode?
3: A few more hates, I, I feel think, like, but it's pretty fucking- I feel like the people who love this episode are also surreptitiously like eating bugs. Like, Dracula, got this is you. Not, this
5: podcast does not endorse. <laughs> uh, opinions expressed here
1: are not
3: necessarily <laughs> our own. No, you can like this episode. It's fine. I'm okay. You're okay. I, I, but like, I
1: think like, okay, so here we are. We're, we're starting our season five podcast. And the way I feel in this room is like, hi, we're back together again. Ha ha. You know? And I feel like that's how the episode feels.
5: Yeah, it that, would have been a lot harder to pull this
1: off like mid-season. Yeah, when no. Shit's it's serious. like this, like remember us, we're this vampire show we're going to take your heart, pull it out of your chest this season, but this episode. <laughs> yeah, but first here's some
3: camp, some good solid camp. Yeah. Bra. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> here's my main point. Here's yes. why I'm really here. Okay. <laughs> Sawyer's hot. <laughs> it's. <laughs> is it Sawyer's hot? What if they had gotten Josh Holloway? Hey, <laughs> Dracula. I know, I know you yeah. know. Yeah, I'd be into that. Uh, I've been doing a Lost rewatch podcast. These <laughs> awesome people have been on it, so um, yeah. Anyway, Sawyer <laughs> is hot, but that's not my. That's not what brought me here today. <laughs> what brought me here today is I would like to forever kill. Jenny's argument that (gasps) Riley is worth rooting for, and here's why.
5: I'm
3: listening. Whoa, Giles is down, having the time of his life. His shirt has been ripped open, having a good time, and who comes along? (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Boy Scout Butterscotch, hair fucking. Whoa. and when Giles expresses his adult preference to go back and say, <laughs> chick pit with his shirt gaping wide open. Okay. Oh my shoe. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, an adult, yeah. he wants to go back. And yeah. Miley's like, no, no, sir, no more chick pit for you. And okay. all of us go, oh, fuck you, Riley. Dude. Listen. <laughs> Woo. Who among
5: us has not been pulled out of a chick pit to which we would prefer to return by someone who cares about us and knows we will thank them at a later point in history? Furthermore, I will say unto thee, Joanna Robinson, the treasure of my heart. Jennifer, yes. Earlier in the episode... When they're at Riley's, nope, when they're <laughs> at, like, I'm like, a. <laughs> yeah, a note that I didn't read earlier, when they're at Giles and Xander's like busy eating the fly and Riley like takes the scarf off Buffy's neck, Riley says, after they've all seen the, the bite marks, you shouldn't go near him again. And Giles says, Riley is right.
3: Riley is right. You shouldn't go near the vampire that has bitten you. Dracula, sure, but those uh, babes. Okay. Follow-up supporting (laughs) argument. If you have seen Francis Ford Coppola's (laughs) Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know that Jonathan Harker, played by Keanu Reeves, also finds himself accosted by the Brides of Dracula, (laughs) one of whom is a very comely Monica Bellucci. His encounter is so uh, monumental that it turns his trademark black Keanu curtain hair gray with the shock and joy. Shock and awe, <laughs> yeah. if you will, yeah, I of will. that encounter. uh huh. So does not Giles, who, in this Look. episode, tells Willow, I'm trying to get a life. And he's trying to get a life down this chick pit. I mean, like, how long has it been since Giles had a lady friend over that they were all like, "Ooh, Giles, what's this? He's like, I'm trying. And the wow. chick And Molly's like, no, no, sir. So...
5: Here right. are some people that won't kill Giles while fucking him. Joyce Summers. <laughs> Olivia What's-Her-Bucket. A bunch of... Uh, Joanna
3: Robinson. I, well,
5: you <laughs> <never> Kristen <know. laughs> Russo.
3: Uh, here's the deal. <laughs> Joyce is teetering on the edge of, of joining the Wicca Club of... No. <laughs> Willa well and Tara, so I don't know. Joyce might be off the menu is what I'm saying. Yeah. So. What?
5: <laughs> I rue the day, the future day, Joyce might go off the menu. How dare you, madam, make such an assertion. I just
1: meant she might be enjoying more book clubs with,
3: what, I, with Pat, Pat? Pat. Yeah. Pat! That's
1: what I meant. I'm sorry, but like, I literally now all I want is to have an actual trial of Riley like where you all come to na, the, na, 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 to the na, na, trial. No, 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 no. And like we have, you know, <laughs> that's
5: all I want. Um, One other thing I'd <laughs> like to say about the chick pit, if I may. Yes, and what would you like to
1: say about the chick pit?
5: A lot of things. But the main thing <laughs> is that I just want to let you all know that when Riley holds the cross down into the pit and the uh, succubi scuttle away, because of the aspect ratio of TVs when it aired, one of the the Brides of Dracula just moves over to the side of the screen and does this. But it's still fully in the aspect ratio as it shows on Hulu, so please
1: go back and enjoy that. Joanna. Joanna. I love you so much. I love you. Thanks for having Wait, me. I also love you. <laughs> I, yes, I mean, I Equally, just, if
5: not more than Kristen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Equally, it's fine. <laughs> Our second mock trial will be who loves Joanna more. Everybody yes. wins. <laughs> It, like I don't even want you to go yet. Do you have anything else you want to tell us? Like, either about, like, Riley's back. Yeah, or, like, I took
3: a lot of notes backstage while you guys were talking. Yeah, I want to know yeah. some of them. What did we miss? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um the reason Buffy is not Batman. <laughs> oh! It's
5: almost as if <laughs> you just came here to attack me. <laughs> And I don't know how to feel but please go know. on. But I don't well, want Buffy to be Batman. He's very tortured. Please go forth.
3: Well, I'm just curious like what is Buffy's version of her parents traumatically dying in an alley? Like what is that? Her wa-
5: her first watcher canonically being murdered in front of her? before yeah. this series begins. She I we oh, so were saying Donald, Donald Sutherland. Sutherland... Well, Donald Sutherland in the movie, but yeah. but uh, her watcher, whose name is eluding me, in the origin Merrick. comics that... Merrick. that uh, Joss labels Donald canonical. Sutherland. Okay. <laughs> <And> Donald Sutherland. <laughs> there seems to be some bad blood there where, like, nobody wants to speak the other's name, but basically, yes. Sure, okay. Does that... Uh,
3: is that... Okay. Or is
5: it her parents' divorce? Mm. If I say anything while doing this with my shoulders, will you believe me? I'm more? a little more
3: convinced. The other thing we're missing. So she has um, an Alfred, obviously, in Giles, right? Oh. She has a Catwoman in Faith. Hot. Obviously, as we said. <laughs> uh, she has a Robin in a sort of like Xandery Willow hybrid thing. Sure, right, sure. Right, Don't right. let anybody kill them. Got right, right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, I wonder if any other she doesn't young have people a s- will surface. Stately Wayne Manor. Well, she's got that sweet. At least she's got a craftsman, at least two bedroom craftsman. <laughs> she doesn't have like a lair. For I a while, she had like. Don't know. Have you looked at the like cage in the library at Sunnydale High? Yeah. Where's her bat cave? Real estate prices in Southern Los Angeles. Look up a craftsman so it's now. And craftsman then. and Stately Wayne Manor, the same I mean. sort of thing. All right, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I need her to get a buff mobile. Uh, Fuck yeah!
5: <laughs> Is that <laughs> not Riley? Pink leather.
1: <laughs> Woo! You gotta give it to her when you gotta. You know, give you know when what? you pull
5: off a boot that <laughs> slow. <laughs> Imagine how satisfying the ride will be. I should go. I just remembered <laughs> no, I, I had something <laughs> that I should get to. So thank you for having me. No, no, no. Please, no.
1: please, please give it the fuck up for the perfect Joanna. Goddamn Robinson.
3: Love you. Love you both.
1: how dare she how dare she how lucky are we that on friday the 13th under the light of a full moon we get to talk about buffy versus dracula with these incredible human beings you know while
5: looking out upon
1: your beautiful faces yes they were all included in the you want (laughs) to applaud
5: yourselves
1: nice faces yeah I'm sorry, I just want to take like a hot second for, for you all here in Philadelphia, because like when we're up here, we're like half in here and like half here, you know? But I just want to take like a second here. She gestured
5: to the microphone then, she gestured to the audience.
1: Podcasting. Joanna brought me another whiskey, it's on. No, I just want to say that like the energy that you all bring to a fucking room is... Beautiful and brilliant and wonderful and you bring us so much love and you bring so much love to each other and I love you and Jenny loves you and some of you are hugging each other and you're gonna fucking kill me <laughs> um, but we love you so fucking much <laughs> mom is drunk
5: mom is drunk
6: mom is drunk
5: You could also get, Kristen, Kristen, you could get them to chant something, too. They'll do whatever
1: we say. <laughs> no, no, I'm, like, super into the Mama's Drunk brand. <laughs> 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 okay, Jenny, um, yo. Now, 40 hours later, <laughs> Dracula would like Buffy to drink whoa, whoa, his whoa. boo. I just want to let you
5: know, and we're with you on the boo, but I just want to let you know. A pause on that boo. That what I was saying when you were like, you're all wrong. I want you to know that <laughs> he does say, but first a little taste. I didn't mean for me. And then that stuff happens oh. with the punching and the chick pit. And then, you're gonna fuck me with this edit. Later, he's like, you know, with his wrist and his nails. And he's all like, you've never tasted blood. And this is bananas because we all know what blood tastes like.
6: Do
1: you wanna know what, Jenny? I actually really do know, apart from just like ow, I cut myself and like I know what blood tastes like from that. When I was a kid, I loved steak. Sorry if you're a vegan, but I loved it. And I was always like, can I, my dad would like give me like pieces of the steak and then they would like pour the like juice, they called it, over the steak. And I was like, but I just love that. I just want that, I don't want the meat, I just want that. Just bring me the blood. And my, and my parents, for a while, were like, no. And finally, they gave up. They were like, here's a fucking sippy cup, you fucking free. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't believe I'm finding out like this. I didn't like it, is the thing, though. Once the, you know. You whatever. were like, you
5: got the sippy cup, and they were like, find it, the darkness, find your true nature. <laughs> and you were like, actually, I'm thinking
1: about joining the theater group. Uh, Yeah, it was then that I bought my custom fangs and my velvet dress. (laughs) All right, so now we are in the scene where Dracula wants Buffy to drink his blood. And my question to you, Jenny, because we have a long history in general, but also with milk. um, I wanna know if you would prefer to drink a sip of blood or a sip of milk?
5: A sip of blood? Milk. A sip of blood, a sip of blood, a sip of blood. It's salty. It's non-dairy. It's not exactly vegan, but like, oh my God, is it's not. I a- can't. I can't make milk right now, you know. But blood, I have. So it feels like <laughs> less. Uh, it feels like less of an other and more of a like aha gesturing i'm creating for podcast listeners a force field around myself (laughs) in the air where all my blood lives i
1: guess and you definitely obviously blood i drank from a sippy cup when i was a child don't like milk i is it
5: indelicate to say No, no, no. Never mind. Sorry. I take What? No,
6: no, no. You can't do that.
5: It's not even that. It's just like like a cross. Okay, so during our break, Chris and I have both each started making other podcasts, and I've been making a Veronica Mars podcast (laughs) called Veronica Mars Investigations, and Kristen has been making a My So-Called Life podcast with Joanna called The Boiler Room. And my co-host on Veronica Mars Investigations, Helen Zaltzman and I recently had to talk about an episode where a character named Duncan Kane drinks a bunch of fucking milk right out of the jug! Right out of the jug! And it's not as bad as the mayor's milk, which is just out on a cart all day in Sunnydale. But it's still pretty offensive. So I recently have talked a lot about milk drinking and I want you to know my position has not changed. No evidence has come to light to make me feel better about people drinking milk, especially out of containers that are larger
1: than just a cup. And with that, we bring you the Sexual Attention Awards.
5: got it! Who's got it in this episode? So many
1: pairings. Jenny, are you going to do them all? Do you want to go back and forth? Yeah, I didn't write any down, but I'll just say the ones I remember. Are you ready for the nominees? First up, we have Dracula and Buffy. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, secondly, we Nobody's have here for
5: the obvious. They're like, and...
1: Yeah, please on. go on. Do you have any inanimate
5: objects in the running this week? <laughs> secondly, we have Dracula and Xander. They've got a
6: beautiful love going on.
1: Oh, no. I only remember the last one.
5: You remember this one? Yeah. Okay. So then we have... Joanna's fave.
1: Giles and the Dracky Babes. Of course. And last but certainly not least, we have our sexy men. (laughs) Two sexy guys. Spike and Riley. Yeah. Who's going to bench press who? (laughs) Oh, my God.
5: Please participate. Please make your voice heard in our beautiful democracy by voting in our Twitter poll at BufferingCast for your pick for the Sexual Attention Awards for
1: this episode and every episode. Thank you. So Dracula is like, find your true nature. Oh, Oh, something important happens. (laughs) Dracula says... A line that is very similar to this MTV show that had Britney Spears on it one time. But he says, you think you know. (laughs) But you are. What's to come? You haven't even begun. Which Where have I
5: heard that before? Besides MTV.
1: (laughs) It sounds familiar. Did I hear that in a dream or something? Restless. This audience member says we've heard it in Restless. That sounds right. So, I don't know, maybe you remember 45 hours ago when I said we were tying together the end of season four and the beginning of season five. Oh, I don't have 14 pages, I just have 11 and I'm on 10. So, an important line, a line we've heard, a line we hear again, what could it mean? Who the fuck knows? Not me. Buffy's like, yo, that was fucking gross which is what I said when I drank blood out of a sippy cup. (laughs) And then, and then we return to the Buffy we know and love. And she's like, the thrall is wearing the fuck off. That's in the uncensored version. (laughs) You want to taste my true nature? And we're like, yes, yes, we do. Giles tries to get a shoe, whatever.
6: (laughs) Giles is like,
5: oops, my shirt is open. How did that happen? <laughs>
1: Buttons are hard. So Buffy and Dracula fight, and we all know who the fuck is gonna dominate, It's cause it's gonna be Buffy. And, um, and I, I said like the one line, but the real line is when she's like, how do you like my darkness now? While her stake is protruding from his chest. Hell fucking yeah! Like, that, I'm gonna get that tattooed on my body. <laughs> Mom is drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so. Before okay, I okay, go okay, get okay, my okay. tattoo.
5: So they're like, we know we've been spending a lot on the CGI <laughs> for this episode with the storm and the bat, but let's get, just blow one
1: more load on the fucking Dracula being dusted and then falling down the, the stairway. I literally understood none of
5: that. And then they're like, dad doesn't get drunk. Then they're like, dad gets drunk real easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, So then they're like, we know we already spent a bunch of the season's CGI budget on that incredible storm (laughs) in the beginning of the episode and that wild human to bat transformation (laughs) in the middle of the episode, but let's just spend another chunk of CGI change on Dracula kind of dusting while rolling down the stairs, the skeleton and the whole thing and poof and whatever. It looks bad. I mean, it looks good for the time, for the network, whatever. It's bad. And,
1: you know, what's funny is that this, um, so Dracula stakes Buffy. I mean, (laughs) Buffy stakes Dracula. Shut up, everybody. Dad gets drunk real easy, she said. (laughs) Jenny's had one beer. I've had two whiskeys. Buffy stakes Dracula. Dracula's like, oh, no, I'm dead, but I'm back. And then there's this weird little connection between this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the movie. Right? Where, because this is like, one of the scenes that I remember from the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer the most is when she kills that vampire and he's like, ah, blah, blah. you know, for like forever and he never dies or whatever. And I feel like that's the comedy that's being pulled in with this kill where like, she's like, I'm fucking standing right here. And he's like, you're right. I'll miss away way now. Oh, he missed away. way. Um, okay, so Dracula's gone, but not dead, of course, because Dracula never dies. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Speaking of dads. Speaking of dads. I know. I know. Can I play a clip? I know we've been here for two hours. I just want to, like, because it's just, it's a lot, okay? So I'm just going to, give me a second, because I have to find it. Here it is. Okay, I have to skip ahead, so just pause. Here we go. My phone stopped playing. I need
7: to know more about where I
2: come from, about the other Slayers. I mean, maybe, maybe if I can learn to control this thing, I could be stronger. I could be better.
7: But I'm scared. I know it's going to be hard. And I can't
0: do it without you. I need your help. I need you to
2: be my watcher again.
6: Okay,
1: so... <laughs> Give me a minute, because I need to play one
6: more thing. For... <laughs> okay, here we go. Yes!
7: Yeah! But now you're older, you got glasses that help you watch over us. Thank you, Charles.
1: Okay. So Buffy's, whatever, we get it, right?
5: Dad is so excited that he forgets England is even a country?
1: He's like, all I ever wanted was to be needed by you, and now I am. Oh, so it's wonderful. Giles is not leaving. Buffy wants to like really dig into this thing that she's found um, about herself, which is a thing she's really been battling, if you think about it, since season three. Because like this thing arrived with Faith. Faith was like, You are more than what you think you are. And, Fa- mm-hmm. and Buffy was like, Do you want to make out? And then later. <laughs>
5: After they were done making out, then. You
1: know, then, yeah. Um, but this is like a big thing. So we are flirting with it in this episode. Um, we're flirting with another thing in this episode because we leave the scene with Giles to our final scene. You think the episode is over. Giles is staying. But no, we go to the summer's <laughs> residence. Yes, Jenny. Jenny, do you have something you'd like to say? I just
5: desperately don't want you to miss a detail that I almost missed, and it seems like the kind of thing it could just slide by. So Buffy is telling her mom that she's about to go out with Riley to a movie. That's not what I'm interested in, contrary to what you might think. She goes over to her room, looks in it, and sees a brunette girl. But behind the brunette girl Is what I I want to talk about. Are you fucking... Hell yeah! (laughs) Got it in my fucking The greatest mystery of season five, episode one. What What is is the magic magic eye? (laughs) (laughs) There is a magic eye poster behind this brunette girl. And if anyone can tell us what's in it, we will be very grateful. Thank you. (laughs) Did you...
1: Did you have a magic eye? I never did. I did. You want to know? What was it? Was it the Statue
5: of Liberty? It was the
1: Statue of Liberty.
5: (laughs) There were only like five at Spencer Gifts, which did you know has been rebranded as Spencer's apostrophe S? Because everyone just called it Spencer's even though it was always Spencer Gifts. And then they were like, fuck it. It's kind of like me, I'm like always on the verge of being like, should I just change my name to Jenny Owens Young? Just give in, just embrace the sweet release of whatevering my name. Put the S wherever.
1: I'm tired. My my sister speaking of sisters, my sister used to call Jenny Jenny's Owens Young's. Which honestly is less offensive because it feels intentional. All right, so the biggest mystery of this episode is what's in the magic eye? The second biggest. The fuck is that?
5: Who's that girl? Because Joyce says if you're going out, why don't you take your sister? And then they both say, Mom!
1: (laughs) And on that note, I am Kristen Russo. You can follow me at Kristen Nolene on all the social media outlets. And who are you? I'm Jenny Owen Young. Really thought... (laughs) Really thought you were going to go Dracula.
5: (laughs) I'd rather they just find me on the internet. So it's Jenny Owen Young's. Um, But I do have shoulder-length hair and a cape, just to be very clear for those just listening and not actually looking at us right now. Follow her at Mist. (laughs) At Mist, at Bat, at Rooftop Wolf, and
1: also at Jenny Owen Youngs. Um, We are buffering the Vampire Slayer. You can find us here in Philadelphia. Under the light of a full moon on Friday the 13th. Oh my God! We are going to call out our special guests again and turn a mic over to you for our farewell. Are you all ready? Joanna, Ian, come on out.
5: Yes. Mom's drunk. Mom. And till next time. Alloo!
7: I could feel you coming from a long way off Somewhere Hiding in the dark coming to wake me up Found me In the cemetery I was easy prey The blood in your eyes Draining my fight away And you can't take what you want The promise of eternal life Hey, I just want to live forever In a long, dark night Saw
3: you in the cemetery And I lost my grip
7: I knew if I fell under your spell That's it And you can take what you want Straight
3: from my heart Take what you want from me Take what you want Straight from my heart Take what you want
7: You can't take what you want straight from my heart. You can't take what you want from me. You can't take
3: what you want straight from my heart. You can't take what you want from me.
7: Like you thought you would.
0: What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.